You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Moniker. We're here to listen and share stories of motherhood and life from the trails from mamas who run ultra marathons. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to all moms who continue to show up, run, and chase their dreams even after having kids. It's not easy, and we'll talk about all the hard and real parts that make up this crazy lifestyle. But we're also here to celebrate and inspire each other to keep finding their inner mom strength that allows us to show this sport new levels of grit and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today, Steph and I get to talk to Shannon Howell. Uh, Before we get into that, though, Steph, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good for the most part. I'm tired and sore and puffy and Mm -hmm. all the things that come with being pregnant in the summer in Minnesota because it's just... Yeah, it's been. We've had, um, I think it's almost two weeks now of ninety degree days, and they're humid mm-hmm. and we, no rain. Like it's just been sunny. It's That's just been so, so hot here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're you're thirty five weeks right now. Yep. So when this comes out, I'll be thirty six. Okay, so, and yeah. that is just yep. It is tough. The heat yeah. is an extra element of tough. Yeah. And I I told Aaron, I said, I never, like when we were pregnant or when we were talking about having kids, I'm like, I never want to be pregnant in the summer. I don't want to do it. And now I'm due in the middle of July. So, but uh-huh. yeah, whatever. That's the way it works sometimes. So, oh, yeah. yeah, but um, we have our, like I was talking about our farm stand. And so we've been harvesting radishes recently. So Aaron's eaten like our first two or three crops of radishes just himself. <laughs> um, but I started pickling some that I've never done before. And so we're hoping that that kind of just holds off until the rest of the produce is good. But we spent like eight hours in the garden this weekend weeding and everything. So it's just been a lot of extra work. Um, mm-hmm. But trying to get a walk in <laughs> every day, but it doesn't happen all all the time yeah which is is fine it's the stage of life that I'm in so and it yeah and you're close to the end and it totally is just a little season a little blip in time Mm -hmm. yeah and things will feel better when you're on the other side I hope so yeah 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 I was telling (laughs) Steph before this like even just having a newborn now and waking up in the night and everything like that is tiring and there is fatigue there, but it's literally still better than being pregnant. Like those last couple of weeks, like nearly killed me. And what? I know they're nearly killing you. And they are. yeah, it's, yeah, you're still going to be better even if you're waking up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just don't remember being this exhausted with the other two like at the end I remember being tired yeah but not like this like this is just like all consuming like there's no way like even lifting my hands to say all consuming to like point to my whole body is like too much work (laughs) you're like I need to go lay down (laughs) yeah I know know. 
and I feel bad because today um, the girls, for whatever reason, were just being so crabby. And I'm sure it's because of the heat and everything. It just takes so much out of them during mm-hmm. the day. Um, but I put on a show and then I went and laid in bed. And I'm just like, I just need to lay here for 20 minutes. Yes. And not have people touching me because they're always like right next to me too. And I'm like, it's so hot. I can't have you touching me. <laughs> totally. Yes. Claustrophobia so, central. Yes. But well, you're doing great. Yeah. And yeah. good job keeping on. <laughs> but how about you? You've been holding Greta and it's just, she's so sweet. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah. So, yeah, this podcasting looks a little different these days. Um, <laughs> Greta's she's four weeks today, actually, and um, still, you know, sleeping a lot, but definitely not as much as those first two blissful weeks when they <laughs> literally are just mostly unconscious. So yeah. easy. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, she's still really sweet. We're really enjoying her. And, um, you know, the big kids just keep showering her with a lot of love. And yeah, things are things are good. I had my first uh, PT appointment oh, last nice. week. How did that go? It was great. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so Emily Bliss, my PT, who we've had on this podcast, she came over to our house and brought her PT table. Mm -hmm. And we went through some exercises. um, And then of course, also like Dash and Bellin wanted to climb on the table and sit there. And she Mm -hmm. read Bellin a book and held Greta at one point. And so it's just like really an awesome way for moms to get PT. Like Mm -hmm. when PTs come to your house, like that's actually very easy. And Emily's just such a comfortable person to be around. It's like, I don't care if the house is a mess uh, because she gets it. She's mm-hmm. a real person and, yeah. and mom. And um, anyway, and the exercises, like just some pelvic floor exercises. And um, I, I was really like became aware of um, how I was doing certain things wrong before. Mm-hmm. And she really, um, got me to tap into like the muscles I'm supposed to be using. And I, I felt fatigued after like Mm. my abs felt sore. And I was like, I haven't felt that in a while because you're so disconnected when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and like to your abs, you know? And, um, and I just felt like I had just done an ab workout and that was a great feeling, you know, like, wow, this is what's going to get me stronger. So, um, I feel excited about that. I'm I'm so happy and I'm so jealous at the same time that you have her so close to you I I know know. she does I think she does some virtually she does yeah yeah she can like telehealth yeah yeah. for anyone that needs it and people that don't have access to physical therapy near near them I mean I just cannot recommend Emily enough because Mm -hmm. she's just she's a mom she works with moms through all the pregnancy and postpartum and that's such a gift uh, for mothers <laughs> and all the possible problems we can have. Cause there can be so many, it's so many ridiculous. weird things. Yeah. I know. Oh, how was that book you read? Um, oh, yes. why did no one tell me? Right? Yes. Yes. And, um, I, I can link to that in the show notes too. That is really good. I pretty much, um, I read all of that, uh, in like that 
my last week of pregnancy. Um, and yeah, it's really helpful. Just good reminders for moms, what they can do while they're pregnant or after and like how to kind of build back up slowly and things to keep in mind. Um, a lot of like kind of mental health stuff in there as well. So yeah, just care. It's really just care, like self care for, for moms, um, holistic. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that was great too. And, and so I don't know if I've shared this before, but like, so Emily Bliss, my PT, um, she has taken a lot of like her returning to run program is like from, um, Sophie Powers mm -hmm. PT's program, um, from episode 55. Um, if you haven't listened to that yet, um, there's a couple of like British PTs that have made this program for moms, um, to get back to running. So it's really awesome. And it's cool just to have like access to that and be yeah. aware of like what we can be doing, um, to do this safely for, for the long term. Yeah. So, yep. For sure. It's good. Yeah. 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 So before we get to Shannon, we just wanted to remind everyone that they can go to the link in the show notes below to purchase the run hard mom hard coffee blend. And that's the blend name. You got this and you can use code run hard 10 for 10% off your order. And this coffee is so good. Mm -hmm. So, so good. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm so happy. Um, I have a subscription and, mm -hmm. and Steph does too. And it's, you know, so you can get coffee bags delivered to your door, good quality coffee where mm -hmm. you know where it's coming from and there's stories behind it. And I mean, Treeline Coffee in general is such a great, a great business. Mm -hmm. uh, it's woman owned and they're in Bozeman, Montana, and um, they support a lot of um, great causes. So, I mean, they're doing just awesome stuff. I love yeah. I love that we're working with them Me and too. I feel lucky about it. So, yeah. Yeah. They've gone down to like where they grow the coffee in the mm -hmm. different regions and everything is sustainably produced and it's just, mm -hmm. it's awesome what they're doing. And so I feel very lucky too, that we're partnering with them and we got our own blend. Mm -hmm. So don't forget yeah. to pick up a bag of you got this. It's definitely coffee you can feel good about. Oh, for so. sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we all need the fuel. So <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> anyway. Okay. So today we get to talk to Shannon Howell and she is an awesome mom out of South Carolina and she does a lot of races. She's got two teenage boys. Um, she's going down to Western States really soon. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be a week. So Western States is in a, about two weeks. And um, I hope that maybe since uh, me and Chase are going to be down there, maybe our paths will, will cross and, and I'll get to cheer her on a little bit. Yeah, that would be really awesome. She's just, like Nikki said, she's so busy with races and she's a part-time Spanish teacher and learning about her background and how she traveled and then how she's raising her kids um, is just, it's very fun to listen to. Although we did have some technical issues, so just be aware, like those, there's some pausing in there, but I'll try and clean it up as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You're our, our master editor. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so give it a listen. 
Hey, Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Are you ladies doing good? <laughs> yes. Yes. Tired. We're here. We're surviving. Yeah. <laughs> With the little yeah. kid life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Shannon, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I guess uh, I can just go ahead and tell you sort of like just current situation and you know what's going on now. It's just it's always ever evolving. Of course, um, I'm a mom um, of two boys. One is uh, 17, and he'll be 18 at the end of the year in December. And then um, Jeffrey is my younger son, and he'll be. 15 in October. So that's coming up pretty soon. I will be 43 this year. So I am like really officially, um, you know, on the bad side of 40 or maybe the, or the good side. Actually, I think it's the good side personally. It's been awesome so far. Um, and uh, my husband and I have been married. It'll be 21 years in uh, in December. Also, we just love December apparently. So it's like, it's our favorite month for sure. Um, and uh, Let's see. We live in, in Simpsonville, South Carolina. So when we first moved here in 05, it was to get away from hurricanes. Okay. Um, from Yeah, we had, we had gone through our really our third. Um, between 04 and 05, we had been through one that um, went uh, very close and went through my in-law's uh, neighborhood. And then um, there was Hurricane Katrina, which, of course, everyone is aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and then in 05, we finally had it. We evacuated and came up to Greenville because we had very close friends here mm. and decided, all right, this is pretty, this place is pretty great. We kind of love it. We love being close to the mountains. We love, you know, being, you know, close. we don't love, love, love the beach, but we are about three and a half hours away uh, to the closest beach, which is pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but this is coming from the water. So we, you know, we're, we're kind of like, man, are we going to miss that? Cause we live right by the beach, uh, when we were living in Pensacola, Florida and, but yeah, we ended up moving here and so we lived here since 05 and we've, we kind of keep migrating South in the County, which isn't what I prefer because I kind of want to keep going a little further north where it's a lot hillier and we're closer to like the big mountain trails and maybe closer to North Carolina, but it's still, it's been awesome. I mean, it's still been a really good, um, good, this, it's just a wonderful place to live overall. So, um, and, uh, let's see what else I'm a Spanish teacher. So, um, I work part-time during the school year as a lower school Spanish teacher. So everything from actually like K3 on up to fifth grade. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. It's Uh, amazing. I I need your help because (laughs) my son is going to kindergarten, um, you know, this fall and he's in a Spanish dual immersion program. Oh, great. Yeah. And we're excited, but, and my, my husband speaks Spanish, but I don't really. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I mean, we're all kind of trying to learn it together, like, (laughs) and kind of prep them in little ways. Because it might be really intense. Uh, well, I well, fair warning. Your thing about small children, or actually up to about third grade, is that they will fight you. 
about what you know versus what they're learning. Like they will. I've had so many parents like, okay, why is my kid like coming home and like, mom, that is not how, you know, how Senora Howell says it. That is, you know, that is the wrong way to say that word. And um, and I'm like, I am so sorry, but they'll go home and they'll pick fights like with their parents and they'll, and they'll pretend to speak it because they have, you know, been in a class for a week. <laughs> so they yeah. they're fluent. Oh, it's so funny. They Uh, automatically think they're fluent. They know how to. Yeah. But I've been um, doing that for eight years at this particular school. I came from another school. So I was actually teaching at two schools at one time. And, um, and then finally just went ahead and brought it all in and, you know, just to one. And then I um, also just finished my fourth season of coaching cross country at um, my son's middle school. So um, yeah, and that was a blast and I would love to do it again if the opportunity arises, but if it doesn't, I'm fine with that too. It's a big year this year. So I'm kind of, maybe it's not the best time to take on uh, coaching again for a while. So we'll see. Yeah. And so that's really it for now. I mean, as far as just current, you know, yeah, events. where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how did you get started teaching Spanish? What led um, you to that is a real interesting story. It really kind of fell in my lap. Um, I decided to stop teaching um, at all. Like I, I completely stopped teaching. I was teaching preschool. And um, I was, so what I ended up doing was thinking, well, I wonder, you know, if I can teach for, you know, it, it was just very time consuming. And it wasn't for me in that particular season of life because our children were younger and things were just super, super busy. So I decided to go ahead and take, you know, well, you know, okay, well, I can, I can, because I speak Spanish um, and I have a lot of materials here at home. I figured, well, if I can somehow develop um, maybe a duplicatable curriculum that'll keep me, you know, year by year, whether it's even just bilingual books worksheets, things like that, um, that I can bring into the classroom with smaller children, um, then at least I can offer that to the school where I was helping. So really, I started with just preschool to kindergarten um, age. And then a friend of mine at the at the school where my boys were, well, one of my sons was attending at the time. Um, she asked me, she says, so we lost our Spanish teacher. What do you think? you know, is, would you ever consider teaching Spanish, but for, you know, older children? And I mean, it was just really something I had to consider again, the time aspect, but when we really stopped and thought about it, it totally fit in the schedule. It was only two, maybe three days a week. Later on, it became three because of COVID and that's another, <laughs> because they, the, the classrooms couldn't be together. I couldn't teach two, two second grade classes together, for example, they had to be separate um, this past year. So that made things um, different for sure, um, but all in a good way. Uh, mm-hmm. So it is just one of those things where just a friend just approached me and um, her son and my son were best friends. And she just asked me, would you be willing to do this? And is that something? And it just with kind of a very concerned, like, couldn't really read me. Is this something I'm passionate about? Is this, I know you're busy with this and running and, you know, helping your husband with his business and this and that. And I like, and I pretty much jumped on it after uh, just a few days of just, I'm like, I can totally do this. And I've been doing it since. And even this year I thought about, should I continue? And then I realized, you know, 
with the way the workforce is right now, you know, there's a lot of low morale because people are either, you know, they're leaving or just not coming to work. And a lot of teachers are leaving too. That I think the last thing I wanted to do was just was be somebody who for no good reason whatsoever decided to stop. Yeah. And I just didn't have a good reason. I went, I'm like, do I have a single good reason why I can't be doing this next, you know, this next year? Nope. Yeah. So, I'm, so well, I'm going back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's good to like check in, you know, with yourself, yes. like each time and see mm-hmm. if, if it's still the right thing to pursue mm-hmm. or not. And then, you know, I mean, I think that's really cool that you're that in tune with, mm-hmm. you know, how are you feeling about this? Is this right? And you know, cause I feel like we all have to do that. Yeah. Um, and the and children are right. Yeah. And the children are amazing. It's so hard to leave um, a place that you've invested in. You've really invested in these children's lives. I mean, some of these kids now, like my, my fifth graders this past year, I've had them since some of them, since they were four years old. And oh. Um, you know, this is the school where my children attended. This is where I, again, I just feel very invested. And again, you know, the time will come when maybe it's not the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, you know, I'll make yeah. my way out. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. For sure. So you said that you were, or you spoke Spanish already. And so this mm-hmm. kind of just was a natural progression. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So my mom's side of the family, they're from Paraguay. So when we were children, though, like at home, my mom and dad both spoke Spanish. My dad is a Marine. And but really, they didn't want to speaking any English at home. If we could help it, let's just they really just sort of, you know, let's let's make sure that we're speaking strictly Spanish here because they could, you know, because we could. Right. Um, And because everyone else out there spoke English, they knew that we were going to get plenty of that. And so most of my childhood, like school age was in, in Oceanside, California. So that's where I lived. I went to school there for several years. Um, between there, we, then we moved to Wyoming and then we moved back to uh, Oceanside. And so I actually went to school with a lot of kids that spoke Spanish. Um, and so the nice thing about that was I was able to hone in on the Spanish that I would eventually be needing to teach because it's, it would definitely be on a more, you know, understandable level. You know, it's like someone from Spain coming yeah. to teach Spanish, you know, it, they, they, they would have to like make sure that, okay, there are just certain ways they probably aren't going to pronounce things certain, you know, everything right. has to, yeah, across the board, understandable, you know, across, you know, cross-cultural type of thing. And so I was able to learn that even at a very young age, because the way they spoke um, Spanish, where my mom is from, I'm probably not going to teach that. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I mean, really, it's, it's, um, there's, it's just a different form. It's a older form. And, um, so being able to kind of just transition into the types of Spanish that they speak, like in Mexico, um, in the north, more northern parts of South America, Central America. Um, but then we also lived in Panama, too. So the, the oh country. My so we lived there after living in California. So my dad was stationed there. So we lived there for a few years, too. Um, and knew a whole lot of people that spoke Spanish there. So it was just kind of, it was definitely part of my upbringing in more ways than just having a family that spoke Spanish. 
So it was also the places where we lived, you know, too, um, which always was sort of um, my, I think my parents' intention was to always just keep it around until Mm. we finally, you know, my parents did the whole, you know, okay, where do we retire? And that looks like a good place. (laughs) And Northwest Florida, it was. So uh, we moved there and nobody spoke it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I, we, I didn't have a clue. Like who, who here speaks Spanish? Really nobody. So we had that culture shock. I mean, was, you know, as far as moving from, from the West, never having lived in the, in the South, move, you know, living in Central America, having traveled so much in South America, but then moving to Northwest Florida and that's yeah. where we, you know, he retired. And so having to you know, again, I feel very multicultural here, you know, and just having a really good mix of different places, um, just in my background. And so yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I think that's such sure. a gift, you know, it just makes cool. you a lot more, uh, you know, it opens your mind to a lot mm-hmm. more different, different places, different ways to live. And, um, I think that's so interesting. What was that like, like being a kid and moving around a lot? you know, and was that hard? Were there challenges there? Or was it great? Exploring in South America? I mean, it sounds adventurous, you know, it sounds thrilling. Yeah, it was really hard as a as a young child, Um, moving for the first time, moving to another country in the fifth grade, where you had to leave all your friends that you had made after moving once already. And you, mm-hmm. so I, uh, you know, I had been, uh, there were just things that I missed. I missed, you know, my mom picking us up from school and walking us to the beach a mile away. Um, mm-hmm. after school, I missed, um, of course I missed my amazing teachers, but I did end up going to a really great school down in, in Panama. Um, it is, a, it was a department of defense school. So, mm-hmm. which is really, which is nice too. I mean, it's a government, government run entity. So, um, and before I entered into junior high. So adventure is a way um, to, to describe it. I can't get into a lot of details um, of that, of just what went on during that time. But if you, have, if you want to do research, it was uh, between 87 and 90. <laughs> so okay. you can do... You can do your research as to what was just going on in that in, in that country at that time in Panama. Um, but during that time, one of the real cool things was our ability to travel for so cheap to go down yeah. to South America. So we went to Bolivia. And yeah, so we were able to go to Brazil and Argentina and Paraguay, and we were able to go to the falls, you know, it's, it's really been an amazing, it was an amazing adventure, especially for a young kid, being able to see um, things and, and see them like every year and and also really get a feel for what it's like to experience different times of the year. Mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. those places as opposed to being in the states. So my grandfather's birthday um was on December 25th, Christmas, right? Yeah. So we would go down there and spend Christmas time and of course it's summer, right? So we would have amazing cookouts and outside and running around, you know, so for 2 weeks we'd go on Christmas vacation um to see them down there, but um and then in the in the summertime, it was their winter, so we got to experience, you know, get away from the heat 
and go experience cooler weather. And that was really great too. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And then just travel and see just, just beautiful places. It really, it's just, and just spend, spend time with family. My cousins really grew close to them and a lot of my mom's friends from college. And yeah. And plus my dad is a big traveler. And so he, he loved, loved that we all got to do that. And, just, you know, we do it as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think it's, special. yeah. And it's so cool as a kid getting to see that stuff. I mean, I, mm-hmm. We don't travel as much as I'd like to, but we do some traveling with our two girls and it's fun like hearing them experience it. Like mm-hmm. especially our older one, our younger one doesn't really talk much, but Joanna will be like talking about the ocean and then how this happens and why, you know, the different trees and everything and so it's fun experiencing it through their eyes too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. my parents heard all about it. They heard all our, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is great. I have a younger sister, so she's four years younger than me. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they had a good time traveling with us, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But how did you get into, like, starting to run and when did you kind of start working on that? Well, you know, it's really kind of funny. I was never really a runner. Runner. I never ran cross country. I was never on a, in like a running club, nothing like that. Running always stood out to me, um, even from a very young age, because it's what, honestly, it's what all the boys did. It was just, it, it was, I never uh, saw, or at least opportunities never presented themselves, um, maybe blatantly enough for me to even know that it was like a thing that you could be involved in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even when we lived in California, I just remember all the boys, how they would race outside. And I wanted to be a part of that. I was, I was, a, I was a major tomboy um, and, uh, back then. And so probably even now, <laughs> I'm sort of ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, but I just remember racing the boys. And I remember one kid in particular who I wanted to beat like all the time. And then when we moved, uh, when we moved to Panama, there was another boy. There was, there was like, he was so competitive and all the kids looked up to him and I wanted to beat him too. And so we were both up for the presidential physical fitness award. And so we got that (laughs) Um, and people were like, oh my gosh, you know, you and you and Howard both got the, you know, that's amazing. And I'm like, like, yeah. Yeah, it is. You know why? Because I'm out there racing him. You know, I'm out there like play, just seeing if I can beat him on a daily basis. And that is hard work, guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I loved it back then. And then when I, when we moved to, um, to Florida, like all of that kind of went away. And that was a really hard time. Middle school is a very hard time to move. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, just trying to establish my group of friends who had already established their groups of friends, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, that is really hard. And I don't know if it's harder for girls maybe than boys, but I had a super difficult time. And I was also, I think, too, in, in being sort of like multicultural as well and coming from a place that no one could relate to. Nobody yeah. could relate to the fact that I just moved from a foreign country after three years, like who can relate to that? Um, and not very, not very many kids, uh, in that age group. So eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Um, but when high school rolled around, um, I became a cheerleader. So I was actually cheerleader for four years and (laughs) I loved it. It was fantastic. Like that was my passion. Um, And that was probably a good way to have a friend group 
too, yes. you know? Yeah. It was awesome. Some of my best friends were made through that. And I played tennis. So I played tennis um, and for four years in high school as well. Um, I was never fantastic at it. Um, but I was, I guess I had the athleticism, just not the talent <laughs> um, for that sport. <laughs> But I loved it. Like you could, uh, you couldn't get me away from the court. Like I loved tennis. I, I don't care how bad I was and how I, you know I did not beat you know these awesome girls um, from these other schools. I didn't care. I was still I was still in it. I was all in. That's great. Um, and then uh, college rolled around. Oh hey baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but college rolled around, and I that's another thing, you know, college comes around and you start to definitely when you're on your own, um, and you don't have as much control, you know, in your life and you're having to make so many decisions for yourself. Well, I didn't make the best decisions. (laughs) I definitely was not my healthiest. Mm -hmm. I, um, I didn't even, I didn't look at myself in a healthy way. I had some body image issues. Thankfully, not to not to the point where I look back and think that it was um, anything that was like a, a detriment to uh, my mental health, you know, for years to come or anything like that. So I, I really am fortunate that way. But um, a friend of mine would ask me to go and run with her around our school campus. And our campus was very hilly. Like people think Northwest Florida, flat. Okay, well, it is for the most part. But our university is very rolling. They even have, they have a trail system. And so she would ask me to go running with her. And I just remember feeling so good and so accomplished after. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love it. So from then on, I started joining my sister's cross-country coach, who was also my old history teacher at my old high school. So I would go and join him and we would just make fun of the kids. I mean, we'd make fun of the runners. So my sister, we're like, you guys just go ahead. We're just gonna, and we're like, gosh, that's so stupid. Who does, you know, who wants to do that? Like who wants to run five miles and six miles? They're so ridiculous. Um, and so, but I did eventually I would start getting on a treadmill and I would, you know, I run to the gym from my house. And I'd get on the treadmill and then I'd run back home. I'd, I'd do great. I wait. And I'm like, my gosh, this is, I mean, running just, there is something so incredibly different about running. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was exactly what I needed at that time. I had uh, a boyfriend of mine and I, we had broken up and uh, again, it's like that it just entered my life at just the right time. My friends who ran were there at just the right time to go on some runs with me and get me kind of started. But really my, what I really enjoyed doing eventually was not running. I eventually, I decided to do a lot of um, like body, uh, not bodybuilding, but um, I wanted to learn how to do proper weight training, mm-hmm. which is real. Again, it's one of those really great things that you, you think, you know, you get later in life and if you, and you never learn and you're like, man, it's such a pain to have to learn all of these proper techniques so that you're injury free and so that you don't mess anything up. So I'm really glad that I had that. So I had a couple of friends and one was, um, was my trainer for two years. So he trained me how to properly use weights within a weight room and do all those really cool things just to you know, just to be, again, it was more about health than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, a, and, and I really just, again, just something that made me feel very accomplished at that time. 
but running just sort of took a, eh, you know, just mm-hmm. didn't really do it at all until um, I was actually pregnant with Jackson, our first son. And I was, it's, re- it's really hot in Pensacola, Florida. Just going to go ahead and tell you. And when you are pregnant in the summer there, you do not want to run. No. It's like the last thing. So my husband had a, had a corporate membership at a local gym and we were there and we would both get on a treadmill next to each other and we would run right you know, alongside one another on the treadmill. And we would do that almost, almost every day. And my doctor loved it. He's like, don't stop. He's like, you do that as often as you need to, as long, you know, as long as it's comfortable, keep it up. And so I did. And then um, didn't really do much running after I had him at all. Uh, and then my second son came around, came along, and that was after we had moved here. And that, that is when I started really like getting kind of serious um, about it. It wasn't so much about fitness anymore as it was about boredom at times, just the monotony of daily life and just waking up. And I really felt like I was doing the same thing over and over and over again with babies, you know, with two children under uh, the age of three. And I realized, okay, this something's got to, I, I, I can't do this. I cannot be in the house all day. And so I started going through my neighborhood. I started with a mile, two miles, three miles. My husband would keep uh, the boys at home. I would go out further as much as I possibly could, as often as possible. And that is where the bug just really hit. Mm -hmm. So, and it was, I mean, it it was, it was a need, I think. And I, and I look back and I always, and I think, man, you know, in retrospect, it's like running, even though it wasn't a consistent thing in my life from point A to, you know, point B. It was always there at just the right times mm-hmm. when it needed to be yeah. um, for psychological <laughs> reasons, probably more than anything, but as well as physical. Um, and when and as a healthy person, I just saw no reason to to not pursue it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so that's where it began. Okay. Yeah. It's so hard. I mean... So I'm 35 weeks pregnant right now and I can't push my girls in the stroller like I used to. And I miss it because it was our time like last Mm -hmm. spring. I would push them and we would go every day basically for a stroller run. And that was – even though it wasn't alone time for me, it was time that we could spend outdoors and they would sit and have their snack and you wouldn't be – I mean it was just kind of peaceful time and – so I'm sure you needed that, especially when your husband's taking the kids and I mean, even just for a mile yeah. going out and being by yourself and right. So yep, it's just, I needed it. That's, that's the, I mean, the long and the short of it is, <laughs> it, well, and again, it was so simple and yeah. I think I needed something that needed to be very, very quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at that time anyway, <laughs> as easy, as easy as just throwing on whatever, you know, you bought at Target that way and, and throw on a pair of, you know, shoes and go yeah. out. It was simple, but it was, yeah. and it, but it was necessary. Yeah. Especially when you're in like the throes of toddlerhood and you mm-hmm. can't even think about what else you 
have to do that day. Like right. if you can just put on shoes, then you're good. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How did you find the trails? Okay. And so that is, that is another, I guess, just phase of the whole, you know, the, the whole running story. Um, it wasn't long after I had started just running again, you know, through my neighborhood and stuff that uh, some friends of ours at the church that I was, that we were attending at the time, um, they were all trading for this thing called the Blue Ridge Relay. And it's just this really fun race that goes from Grayson Highlands up in Virginia down to Asheville. And they were training. They're like, you know, it sounds like you've been training quite a bit. Do you, they didn't ask me to be on the team, but um, because they had already had their team established, but to come and just run with them. And I hadn't, we'd lived here long enough, but again, it was one of those things that um, I never looked to see what other areas of the, you know, of Greenville we could be running at it. You know, I didn't know where to go. Um, so they were training at uh, a local, our, we have our local mountain in Greenville, <laughs> like right near downtown um, called Paris Mountain. And that's where they were. It's a state park. And that's where they were training. And so they introduced me to, to trails and the, the captain of the team, um, he's an older gentleman. And he, en- he ended up becoming a very, very good mentor to me. And just as far as just really keeping me, you know, grounded um, in the sport and asking me the hard questions, mm-hmm. especially as a mom, because he's, you know, he's a dad and of course all his kids were older, but he, he, you know, I'm so grateful for him because he asked me the hard questions when I first started. And um, so I started trail running and finding out all the different places where I could go run. And eventually I entered into a couple races locally. So a couple mountain races and I was like, oh my gosh, this is hard. You know, it was, it, it was hard and, um, and it wasn't always fun. We had some, some hard things, some things happen, like took a girl with us one time and we ended up like, you know, in snow and <laughs> it was like really kind of crazy first ever snow situation. And she ended up taking a major tumble, you know, oh, down, down, God. like several, like a hundred feet. Um, and My it gosh. was no good. Yeah. So having to get the park ranger to come and rescue us and it was like 30 something degrees. So, you know, there were definitely some times where, where I asked myself like, why on earth? Like what, who would, who would do this and why am I here? And I'm going to feel very responsible for this poor child who, you know, she's in uh, graduated high school. So like if something happens to her, I, I probably shouldn't be doing this sport. This is probably not for me. Um, but anyway, like I said, just had a friend who asked me those hard questions and um, he thought, you know, I, I saw how you did in this race. And also, by the way, you know, I kept up great job. Would you consider doing blah, blah, blah. And so I would enter some races and I'm like, man, <laughs> I really don't suck at this. <laughs> Yeah, no. you know, be, I'd say. <laughs> like, I'm like, I guess I don't really suck at this. But again, it was more like I'm finally, I was finally coming to realize that I'm will. I was willing to now that the kids were born, and I think we had already established at that time that two was it for us, and we were cool with that. If another child came along, great. You know, if it happens, it happens, right? But at that particular time, it was like, all right, let's start seeing what else there is to sign up for. So that same group of friends 
um, where they were also training for the Terrapin Mountain Half Marathon and 50K up in Virginia. So I went along and I did that. And I did the half marathon. I did that like, I think, two or three years in a row, maybe just two um, for the half. And then the second time I did it, I said, you know what? Next time I'm here, next time I come here, I'm doing the 50K. I'm going to start training for it. And so that ended up being in uh, 2013 and 2012, 2013. So I'd already been doing a lot of trail races, just, but just locally and some road racing just to really get that turnover and to try to come become better and faster. Um, whether it was on roads or I'm, I'm not a trail snob. So <laughs> yeah, I love, I love trails. That's probably, I mean, I would say that that's definitely my passion, but, uh, but it's not you the only on place. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 You're not yeah. just going to find me on the trails as much as I love to do that. It's not, it's, let's face it. It's just not possible. Right. Um, yeah. So that, but that's how I found trails and it was, I really definitely, um, I, I credit, I credit a group, a nice, wonderful group of friends that were just willing to just kind of, you know, push me to, to go and try something different, try Mm -hmm. something new. And I think they just kind of knew too, that I was sort of getting into a better place and with a very supportive husband, um, which again, I could not have ever even started without him because that was, that was tough. That was one of the hard questions was, you know, are you, are you willing to be away from your family? you know, four hours and hours a day? Are yeah. you willing to, you know, um, you know, how, what are you going to tell them when you're home at three o'clock and not two? How are yeah. you guys going to, yeah. <laughs> how sure. are you guys going to, uh, how are you going to navigate that part of the sport when you have a training run or you want to go and run with a group of guys? I'm really fortunate. I have training buddies that are awesome and they're the most respectful, amazing group of guys. And Without them, I, I can just tell you, I wouldn't be where I am without them. Totally. Sure. To yeah. push so, you. Yeah. 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 But it, it does take like communication about that kind of stuff. And, oh, you yeah. know, just, yeah. Evaluating you have, what you're comfortable right. with. It. Yeah. You have to get good at communication and you cannot be afraid. It, it's, it, take, it took boldness for both. Like it, we both had to be very bold sometimes and him, sometimes it was, listen, I really, if you can really stay home that weekend, you know, I would really appreciate it. And for me, sometimes it was, you know, hey, I'm four or five weeks away from this race that I really want to do or, you know, is, would it be okay? I, you know, I'll try my best. I can't guarantee it, but I'll try my best to be home by one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You, so yeah, it, we definitely, you can't hide, you can't hide like really any information. Someone is going to resent the, you know, always, someone's going to resent someone in this situation. If you, if you miss that communication aspect of, you know, within your relationship. Right. When you're parenting, you know, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. sharing the roles and the loads, you yes. know? Yeah. Yes. And so your husband, because he was, you know, back then on the treadmill running next to you, did he ever get into ultras? Does he do them or run or? He anything? runs for fitness. I mean, yeah. just, he runs in our neighborhood. He goes for walks every day, yeah. pretty much. Um, again, oh. it's just, yeah, he's, he's a pretty busy dude. So yeah. He, um, yeah. yeah. So I've, it's unfortunately for him, it's something that's very different for me is that 
he really doesn't leave his work and everything kind of behind. He kind of takes it with him as he's running. He'll still answer calls, you know, mm-hmm. if he has to, if he's walking, he'll still, and as much as I try to tell him, stop it, you know, yeah. like leave it, put the phone you down. Know, yeah. Put the phone down, leave it behind. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he does it. He really feels compelled to be, a, just be available for everybody who, um, you know, anybody who needs him and, you know, and I respect that. And you yeah. said he has his own business. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what so is he's he self- So he is in the kitchen and bath industry. So oh. he is, so he's a manufacturer's rep for, uh, his specialty, I guess you can say is in the area of cabinetry. So, and kitchen design cabinetry and yeah. Cool. So, cause there's a lot of different aspects of the kitchen and bath industry and he has been in all of them. So nice. this is where he parked, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. by fact, <laughs> so here's an interesting juxtaposition here. Um, we actually also own a cigar shop now. So <laughs> oh we, we, we bought, yeah. So we bought a cigar shop a couple of months, a few months ago and turned this location in this in our area into just a really beautiful like cigar lounge uh just so oh. people can come and they can buy sit smoke whatever they want to do so I do help him with that as well so I don't smoke cigars but I you know and he really doesn't a whole lot either he's somewhat <laughs> of an enthusiast but not huge one but um so but he loves he loves like the again so one of the things we love about ultra running is that camaraderie mm-hmm. and yeah well, they have that same sort of thing. It's kind of cool. Um, Yeah. yeah, So they have it too. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like anything else, like, you know, a vineyard and there's the different kinds of wines or the, you know, a pub or, yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. How did that come about? He, through friends, um, we opened up a second location. So there's one up in North Greenville and we opened up in our location in South Greenville County. Okay, so, cause cool. Greenville County stretches North and North to South, like very North to, Oh my gosh. Like how is the County that big? And I mean, our weather patterns vary even from, uh, in, in that stretch of, of the County, um, from North to South as well, which is pretty interesting, um, in and of itself. But yeah, so he decided to open the location down here and they have theirs way up there. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. Okay. So I want to fast forward a little bit to 2019 because you did, I was reading on your blog, a ton of races. So you had wins at South Mountain 50K and Conquer the Rock 50K, a PR at Georgia Death Race. You ran Leadville and Barkley, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. You had a very busy, is that like a typical year or was it just like an insane racing year. I couldn't, I, I can't even tell. I think let's, let's face it. It was an insane racing year. It was just pretty much, you know what, let's throw it all, you know, because 2018 was insane too. I did, uh, 2018 was my, since that was the year of my 40th birthday, I'm like my 40th Uh year. What better way to to do that than to do something big and go out big. Right. (laughs) So I had done the, the Virginia beast series in 2018 And that was amazing. So that was fantastic. Like that was probably the fittest I've ever been. Um, And so I think what ended up happening. So after I did Hellgate 100K in um, December of um, 2018, what ended up happening was I wanted to just go ahead and take that fitness and have fun with it. 
So I went ahead and I signed up for the South Mountains 50K because I think that's the one at the very beginning of the year. And I had so much fun. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, uh, so 2019, yeah, I did the South uh-huh. South, yeah. Um, and it was really, really, really cold. So <laughs> I don't often get to experience super cold conditions like that for uh-huh. the entirety of a race. Um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then Conquer the Rock. Now I tell everybody, like, if you're going to do a 50K, if you're going to put a 50K on a bucket list, this, it's it's probably the one to put on a bucket list. It's, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's here, it's in, it's in upstate South Carolina. It's hard and it is, it is a true, it is a true mountain race. I mean, some people would even put it in the category, like if we were at a higher altitude, I guess, maybe like in the category of sky running, cause you are like mm-hmm. literally, I mean, it is, they're scrambling. There, there are some major, I mean, you're going up these rock bases. It's, it's yeah. And, um, and, and the weather is always amazingly it's perfect I don't know how the weather is so great every single year like perfect (laughs) um but just I don't know Matt just he's very lucky he has the best weather every year for it Uh, but it's it's an it's a great and and then what's so great about that race too is that you don't get the same um it's whenever you go back out for your second loop it's like everything changes fog lifts views like show up things dry. I mean, I don't know. I could tell you all sorts of things that have happened, um, during that race that are just like, so cool. I I don't know. I just, I love it. It's it's my favorite, favorite 50 K for sure. Um, but I ended up, um, I did Bighorn that year too. And that was with my, some of my training buddies that, uh, from here in Greenville. So we went out there. It's so we call our, the three amigos. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're actually traveling out to do the bear in September too. So that's, yeah. So I'm so excited about that. Um, but we went out to Bighorn, um, and that was awful. (laughs) 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 Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I questioned like if I was even a trail runner when I, I finished, I had no idea, like so many things with my body could go so wrong when temperature drops and hydration and yeah. Um, but then Leadville, um, so I don't know if you had any specific questions about any of the races or anything, but <laughs> it was just, I was reading your blog and I'm like, oh my gosh, you yeah. did so much in 2019. And like, I, and then yeah. training around kids, like how did you sure. train and plan for everything? And cause you were traveling. Yeah. I would say, so 2019 for us was a sweet spot. And I say that because our older son was, let's see, 16. Um, he, he was 15 years old. So the nice thing about him being 15 was he wasn't independent enough to be driving anywhere by himself. Um, our younger son, super easy. And there really, there was just, I, I feel like that was just one of those years where there were very few obstacles. Mm-hmm. everybody's very self-sufficient around here mm-hmm. and I was able to get out and train way more often than I mean I, than I even remember um, thinking but the nice thing too is that I had had those 50ks in the spring really to kind of propel me into those uh, those summer months too so again it's just taking that momentum and thinking mm-hmm. well 
you know, Bitcoin's open. Let's sign up for it. Um, Leadville. Oh gosh, I got in. Oh gosh, I got into the Barkley Fall Classic too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I totally... (laughs) You just never know about those kind of lotteries, you know. No, I I definitely lotteried that year, but I made the most of my Leadville experience. I had the best time. It was such a blast. Like if there's one hundred miler I would go back to, it's that one for sure. Um, It's such it's so fantastic. Oh my gosh. I just had the best time. I'd love to go back and beat my beat my time. I kind of had a freak out moment um after running um Bighorn and experiencing that, that the just real extreme temperature drops, I kind of had freaked out it. And, and I also, I did those 200 milers with no crew and no pacer. So I think that's another interesting thing to know is that I didn't go out there with anyone that would be crewing me. And I went out there with nobody that would see me along the way. I mean, nobody that I would know. So yeah. those were, yeah, those were solo races. Like I completely had to just manage it in every way imagine so um so there's a lot of satisfaction in that for sure um and being able to do that was that was that challenging was it um I mean how did you do that uh you, you know the hardest part was the decision making later on when you have stuff like when you have drop bags Mm-hmm. And remembering and trying to think, what is every what are conditions going to be like later? What am I going to encounter later? Like after seventy miles or in, in the last fifty kilometers, what is it going to be like? Mm-hmm. Um, and then not being able to to really think through that with um, with a fully functional brain, <laughs> it's that is the hardest hardest part. But but the way I was able to really make it through and the thing I think that really overshadowed any of those challenges was the realization that I had these little people, you know, and this guy at home, this, you know, husband of mine that sacrificed their time for me to be out there. They mm-hmm. sacrifice, you know, we sacrificed time. We sacrificed money. Um, we sacrificed my, well, you know, they sacrificed a lot because I would go off caffeine for several weeks prior to these, you know, big races too. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And, you know, so they, they went through so much, so much. And then the other thing too was representing the people that I run with back at home mm-hmm. and all of those people that I train with that I meet on a regular basis. Um, the people that are willing to be there at four, you know, five o'clock AM. These are all very, very special people to me. And I'm not traveling all the way out West Mm -hmm. to come home empty handed. And that was a huge deal to me. So I just, I thought about everybody and at Bighorn, I thought about my two friends who were on the course mm-hmm. and how, if, you know, they're behind me somewhere, we're all going through the same thing mm-hmm. and it is going to freeze for all of us. At some point, we are all going to bake in the sun, you know, the same <laughs> mm-hmm. as each other. So I have no clue. I will walk the last 20 miles if I have to. Okay. Even if someone had to like literally get me up out of the chair and <laughs> push me along to get out of there. I did it. 
because I knew I'm like, I cannot go home um, without something to show for, for the sacrifice that everyone else, not only everyone else's sacrifice, but also um, sacrifice with the training and everything. And I'm like, come on, I can totally do this. this just take some time, think about it, have your pity party and get a move on. And yeah. <laughs> Give yourself yeah. time to rally after yeah. the low points. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, there are so many times, you know, I just, I hate, I know everyone has their, their reasons for, um, for not finishing races, but you know, but you just said it, it's just like, just, just go through your hard time name yeah. it. You know that it's, yeah, it's hard. It's rough, <sighs> but yeah, it's hard and it's rough for everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but again, but there were so many fun moments too, in both of those races. Um, and, uh, and then later the Barkley fall classic, that was the one that was on my husband's birthday and I almost actually quit. (laughs) Well, that is a really tough, weird race. (laughs) You quit on your husband's birthday. Yeah. So I was like, Never mind. I'm gonna get up. I'm just gonna drink this stupid sprite and go, you know, and and head head back, you know, finish this race. Oh my gosh, it was so awfully hot and horrible. So, but yeah, but no, 2019. That was I would call 2019 like my fun year. 2018 was like a bit was the serious year. I had major goals for you know that year, and then 2019 was like my fun year. But um, I, so my Wyoming is where my sister was born and I was born in Colorado, actually. Okay. So that's why I did those two races that year because I thought, oh, that would be so neat to do a couple of races in each of our birth states, you yeah. know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely keep busy <laughs> racing <Yeah>. and training. <laughs> that's probably, awesome. probably more racing than most people would say is, is good or whatever. But again, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not most people and most people aren't me and I'm not making any money off of this. Yeah. So if you're enjoying it, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Absolutely. And if your body is holding up, then why not? Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to do it if my body's not holding up for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and so then how did you take, how did you take 2020? You know, what happened then? Because, um, you know, that, that's a whole other, (laughs) a whole other story. 2020 is a whole other story. Um, it's hard to talk with everybody about, you know, about that, about 2020, um, because we always, we, we tried to tread lightly on the subject for depending on our audience, I guess, so to speak. Um, because to be quite honest, there were so many incredible things about 2020. (laughs) There were, and, and there were, and the reason why I say incredible is that I really still feel like even after things started to just happen, while yes, we were all blindsided by things closing and, um, not being able to travel and all the all the things that we're so used to doing, it's like they're no longer a part of what we're doing anymore. Mm-hmm. And having to be home all the time, there was definitely um, a time where we had to where, where we realized, okay, this is important, and it, that we have we have to be doing this. 
we definitely all, you know, our neighborhood, our friends, we all adhere to everything, but, um, I still went trail running. Everything was still open for us as far as state parks. So we would go and we, again, we would kind of try to feel it out. Just, is this, you know, the right thing? Okay. Whatever. So we found the, the trails along the foothills trail that were, uh, weren't as busy. So I think a lot of people did that. <laughs> they yes. went venturing out to find, and if you know, you know, right. You know where to go if you, if you know the area. So we went and ventured out to trails that didn't have nearly as many people on them. Um, and, but so the running part, all of that was actually pretty fantastic. Like we, I, I had a fun, fun spring and fun summer. Almost the whole year was just like lots of fun when it came to running. That's and good. again, like, and again, I really sometimes hate to, to tell people that, but I think even more so we, we really rallied around our, each other as a community. Um, we, we had a couple of neighbors who passed away due to COVID and it was absolutely, yeah, it was very, it was so, it was heartbreaking. Um, but you know, eventually I think what we realized too, is we were like, man, you know, we're really, we have very little fear of, of the sickness, but I think what we feared even more was the lack of connection to one another. And that is definitely something we did not, we didn't want to forfeit opportunities to still help anybody to right. reach out to others, you know, if they needed meals, help, yeah. you know, gosh, we had families so we would just like go and drop off cookies on their doorstep. Um, it, it's, and we even here in, in Greenville, we just, if anything, I feel like we thrived. Um, and like I said, I hesitate sometimes to tell people that like my sister who lives in Eugene, like I had to really be careful <laughs> when I saw her back in March because she had so many questions for me. Um, uh, but no, I mean, I, there, uh, one of our race directors actually had a race back in June, uh, of last year. He held a big, it was a big race actually out on uh, private land. He was allowed to have it. There was, uh, the County didn't you know, shut it down or anything. So there was that. Um, and then I also, I'm like, what else did I, oh, and then I also raced the Georgia Jewel in, uh, later on, I paced a friend at the Pinhoti 100, um, also in the fall. And then I ran Hellgate in December. So there was definitely racing still happening in our little corner of the world. Yes. Um, and we were still running. We weren't, uh, my gosh, I, I think half my neighborhood, all of a sudden, they all became runners <laughs> during COVID. People needed it. Think, yes, which I think is fantastic. I think it's great. Uh, but and there were, and a lot of people became trail runners. Yeah. And again, I think that's fantastic. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, but our community, I think the whole, the city of Greenville, we just really, we almost like thrived. I feel like we experienced growth. Businesses actually opened. Um, they were built. Um, and we really helped each other, you know, businesses that seemed to be floundering, like eateries and stuff, once they kind of opened in some sort of capacity to even offer like takeout or whatever. We were buying gift cards if we could, you know, to make sure yeah. that those people were getting paid. 
Um, so we really just rallied each other around each other as a community. And I think that really helped us all in, in, in just a whole bunch of ways, but mentally, physically, spiritually, I think we all needed to just really be fed. <laughs> and we got that from each other during that time. Yeah. So I think it made 2020, yeah. it made it, it made it bearable. The yeah. hard part of 20, yeah, but the hardest part of 2020, and I know we kind of discussed this a little bit when we were just talking, when we got on the Skype call, is having teenagers. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I'm sure. And oh, having, no. yeah, and having to use the word no way, way more than we've ever had to, ever, as long as we've been parents. I swear mm-hmm. we've never had to say no to so many things that, they, that they want to do and parents. I and mean, we had to really like, we had to really talk to each other and be like, listen, are you offended if I say no, you know, that our son can't come over? And they're like, absolutely not. You know, what we totally understand. Or, you know, we kept, it, it was just so hard. And then online learning was a train wreck. Yes. Here. It was a total train wreck. Yeah. Um, and again, having a kid that thrives in social environments does his very best with that one-on-one, you know, that accountability, being able to see the teacher on a daily basis and having to do his work online and turn it in. And, he's, and it, it, it was, it was awful. Yeah. And we went through a very, very difficult time with that where, I mean, for lack of a better term, we felt like we were hostages to, <laughs> to, to school, like to this online learning and yeah. trying to get our kid through the school year so that he could eventually, well, you know, become a, a junior, first of all, in high school. And then this past year, of course, become a senior. Mm-hmm. And that was a really hard thing to navigate. I would say the hardest, I can't remember anything previously mm-hmm. as if being a mom, that yeah. ever came close to, to you know, emo- just ever came close to being this hard for us. Yeah. Um, and in our home, I think it was probably, I mean, my husband could tell you, I wish some, I kind of wish you were here so he could just jump <laughs> right in and tell you what an absolute utter psychopath I was, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Cause he could totally tell you. He's very kind to me. Um, he just kind of looks at me and he's just like, I'm not saying anything, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, but, you know what yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. Oh, but, it's, but it's true. I mean, you know, you want your kids to succeed and you don't yeah. want to see them floundering. Right. That's and hard. that was the most heartbreaking thing. It, so it was the heartbreak of that. And it was then trying to not be heartbroken and say, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. This is your journey. This is not my business, but wait, yes, it is, you know? And so it is really, there's never been a time in all of motherhood where I feel like I jumped so often just from one emotion to another, from one way of thinking to another. Yeah. I mean, this, this was the, it was 2020 was the one year that I can remember ever, ever being this way, like ever that ever happening. Anxiety, never mm-hmm. had any problems. Just uh, I having anxiety. I mean, I would, I would stay up. I would just be like, hon, I'm sorry. I can't sleep. All I can think about is tomorrow and how, you know, this assignment is due and it's, and it hasn't been turned in and it affected my running. I mean, there were just yeah. days when I would, 
I would come back and I'm like, that really sucked. Mm-hmm. I needed it. I needed it. But it, st- it sucked. That whole right. run was awful. I was just emotionally spent. Oh, yeah. And I'm that's sure. really going to make your legs feel so heavy and just, you know, it affects your body so much, This the stress and the emotions. Yeah really yeah out of you physically yeah when you're I mean really when your heart is really super heavy about a lot of things and plus you know knowing that there are people just really who are suffering through through COVID getting you know being sick people who are in the hospital people who are passing away I mean and then this on top of it just trying to thrive as a family Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah running the running did definitely suffer on occasion Mm -hmm, it wasn't always I mean I say that it was a great running year fun but there were some times when yeah, yeah for sure it it definitely suffered um, because, only you know, because deep inside, yeah, because deep inside I was, you know, I was suffering. Yeah. I was yeah. having just a really tough time. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, you guys, uh, made it through, <laughs> you know, and, yes. and now, now things, you know, I, at least a lot of races seem to be picking back up. I definitely want to talk to you because Western States, I know you have that coming up literally, um, like next week, <laughs> right? <laughs> practically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, practically a week and a half, two weeks. Um, how how are you doing now? And how how is how is the running going now? The prep for Western. How are you? <laughs> well, I mean, the the training and everything seem to go really, really well. I always like to go in a little bit undercooked with all my races, just just a little with my hundreds, especially. Um, I, I can't think I've, I don't think I've ever felt overtrained for a single thing. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, maybe that could be like a little bit of that. I, I mean, I am, I can be like quite a slacker. I'm not even going to lie. I, I can't, I like to relax. I like I do to too. do other things besides run, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I still try to incorporate, like even I, I'm also not good at being still and so I think it was Katie Arnold. It was uh, uh, one of the things that she talked about after, you know, she, cause she had one Leadville and one of the things that she talked about that always really stuck out to me and that I could really relate to was that everything is training. Like when I'm standing in the kitchen, cooking dinner, I'm on, I'm getting time on my feet. I'm walking around, I'm doing, you know, uh, calf raises while, <laughs> you know, while I'm brushing my teeth, uh, you know, I'll do lunges while I'm, I'll watch a show and I'll do push-ups. You know, just yeah. so I yeah. So there's training going on all the all the time. Um, I've incorporated quite a bit of of hot yoga back into my routine, which is something I love doing. So two or three times a week, I love doing a good sweaty hard hot yoga session. That's great heat training for Western. Yeah, it is good heat training, but also. Um, I don't feel like we've gotten super, it's, it's, we haven't been super hot outside here Hmm. yet. Um, that, you know, for Leadville, so that, so training for Leadville back in 2019, it was fantastic because I had weeks and weeks of world, you know, nice, uh, hot weather, but still didn't get as hot as I would have liked. And that's one thing here is that it doesn't get hot, hot, like, uh, you know, like the low country of South Carolina, like Florida, you know, or Alabama gets really hot too. Um, I don't feel like we get heat or at least not super uncomfortable heat. Um, and so, but it's been going really well mentally. I think I had kind of my first 
my first instance maybe of like pre-race anxiety just yesterday. (laughs) Uh Yeah. So, and I texted, texted my coach and I was like, all right, here's what I'm thinking. Do I, you know, this, and then he, he pretty much, he like talked me off the ledge guys. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) come back, you know, come back and let me just tell you what it is. Yeah. You know, you're done. And that's, I think the, the thing is, is that I finished yesterday was, it was it as my, as far as my training block. And when I finally came to terms with that, I realized all the planning that still needed to happen. I want to have my crew taken care of. I want them to have a great day. I want my nutrition plan in place. Um, and just thinking about all that stuff, kind of, it, it got to me, it made me really nervous, <laughs> but right, I'm sure I'm just going to show up and yeah, I'm just going to show up and do it. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I have, I have somewhat of a plan and, um, I, I yeah, I want a hundred mile PR, but what you, what can you really truly predict for a hundred miler or any race? Can you, yeah. you can't, there's really very little that you can predict. Yeah, true. And so do you, who is your crew? Like, is your family coming out for Western or? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. My, so my husband is actually coming out. He is, uh, and we're bringing our boys this time. We're going to, but we have a very, um, uh, (laughs) our our understanding is that, no, I will not worry about you. You guys have to, you know, I do not want to hear mom you know, where's the nearest in and out burger every 10 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's not what we're in California to do. <laughs> yeah. So after the race, maybe. Till- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's wait till Sunday night to start talking about all that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's, so that's a big thing, but they're so excited. Like they're my, my older son, he, he's already had experience with this. So, um, and then uh, my friend, my good friend Alex, is also going to be coming out, and, and he uh, he paced me for the last thirty some about thirty something miles of the Georgia Jewel, okay. and so he's pacing me again for probably like the last twenty, and okay. just we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how it goes. It's going to yeah. be amazing because Western yeah, I mean, states is magical. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like it's Western states. What if, if for any other reason? you know, just if nothing else seems to come together before race day, um, the way I, I mean, a lot of things are coming together, but if it's not perfect, it's okay. It's Western States. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if, if I, there, the three to one ratio of, of volunteers, you know, per runner, there's really no reason to, to panic with, you know, right. not being able to see my crew all the time or not mm-hmm. having, I'm, I'm like, no, I know that there are enough people there to, to really make it work. And so, yeah, I'm going to leave all those other worries kind of behind and just, yeah, yeah. just run. It's going to be smooth. I I'm hoping yeah. that for you and yeah, thank you. Know, you. I appreciate I, it. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll be really the excitement alone. The energy will carry you through more than maybe a normal race, I think. Um, and yeah, and I'm wondering how long did it take you to get into Western? So four four years. Yeah, okay, I think four that's years. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. So I had eight eight tickets, I guess. I think that's 
that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're be, my husband and I are going to be down there. And so if I see you, I will be, I will be cheering you on too. <laughs> are you going to, so you guys are going to be there? Uh-huh. Yep. So oh, okay. I'll be looking for you and I'll cheer for you. Yay! <laughs> yeah. We'll be watching. <laughs> Where are you guys going to be? Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, um, all along the course and we'll just okay. be like following, following the race. Yeah. Us oh, and so fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so exciting. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, is- I'm excited. Yeah. What are you most excited for, for the race itself? Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> a lot of people ask me that and, you know, I, I am really, really excited to see the course itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I love running in new places and I love experiencing new trails and, um, and I like to see, you know, how this trail is similar to this, or I like, even when we were, when I did, uh, Leadville specifically, we got to a few points where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. This is just like, you know, wherever, you know, this place where I was, you know, back home, it reminded me so much of it, even though, um, you know, it was several thousand feet higher in altitude. <laughs> um, it's just neat to see, it's, it's just neat to see like similarities, uh, with, just some of the trails that, you know, I'm used to training on and I love big rocks and I love, you know, big climbs. So I'm, I'm really just excited to see the trail itself and just to see what, um, uh, just again, just the magical Western States trail. That's, yeah. that's going to be, that's really something to look forward to for sure. Absolutely. But, you know, and then there's, there are other things too. Like, I, I don't know. I'm really excited for our boys to see, um, to see out West. Just they've been to Utah and that's it. I mean, that's the only place they've ever been. So they, we've traveled in Utah. Um, uh, but they're really excited to get to be in California for a bit and, and experience that. And they, my younger son, he just can't wait. He's like, I just can't wait to be awake and, you know, I'm, I'm pulling an all nighter to watch you finish. And yeah. that made me cry. Oh, <laughs> so, cute. Yeah, I thought that was like the sweetest, I know, just like the sweetest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just for them to be there and, you know, if they want to run on the track, whatever, which, you know, again, they're totally welcome to and, um, and just to experience that with them. So visualizing that finish right now is really keeping me going. Yes. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, that's going to be so sweet. Yeah. Good. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> to watch Western, you know, for obviously it's from a distance. It's going to be a great but... year. I mean, it's it's crazy. There it's going to are... be a crazy year. Mm-hmm. There are like 20 women that could win. There are 20 men it's that could win. Nuts. Or more. Yeah. I mean, it is such yeah. a stacked field yeah. and and so I think it's going to be yeah. a great, yeah. a great year to like get your PR and like that's I think just mm. being with yeah. all that's of what those I want. People, <laughs> you are going to yeah, you know, enjoy it. I I think that'll be great. Well, that'll- I know people who will be all uh, from from here that I've actually raced uh, raced with over the years uh, from the east who will also be out there too. Cool. So that's kind of you know, there's a little bit of comfort in that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Good. And then I also saw real quick. Um, I saw, I think it was on, um, a race calendar, uh, I think on your Instagram that you're doing the mm-hmm. TDS too. Are you still, is that still the plan? Yeah, that's still the plan. So oh my gosh. I'll travel to, yeah. So I'll travel to France, um, at the end of August. So I'll do the H9 uh, 50 miler at the beginning of the month, at the beginning of August, which is probably now my new favorite 50 miler. That thing is crazy. (laughs) It is really, it's just, it's just crazy. It's so, it's so hard and has so much climbing. Um, But it's going to be like my last bit. I'm not going to do a whole lot after Western States. I'm probably going to take a nice little break for a couple weeks before I get back into, I mean, I'll just get on a stair stepper a lot Mm -hmm. and just to prepare for H9 and use whatever, you know, residual fitness to try to do well on that. Because really you've getting ready for something so close Mm -hmm. to another, you know, a previous big race, you just kind of have to be really careful Mm -hmm. and you got to watch yourself. Um, the main thing is going to be staying healthy. I mean, yeah. I need to eat. I need to, it's, we're getting in a workout, maybe the least of my concerns. Yeah. Um, it'll be more like just making sure I feel good every day and that I don't feel depleted. Yeah. Um, I, I place a much higher emphasis on those things mm-hmm. than, you know, than, yeah, than, than my training schedule. So I think that's so important. The recovery is key for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then when you're traveling overseas, are your fan, is your family going to come there too, or just you? Uh, So right now my mom and my sister will probably come and the, yeah. And the reason for that is because my birthday is on September 2nd and my sister's is September 3rd. So our birthday, so yeah, I know. So my mom literally had us on our, yeah, went into labor on my sister's, on my birthday to have my sister. Um, (laughs) So we almost had, yeah. So we actually, it was, it was close there. It was a close call. She was almost born on my birthday. Um, But anyway, so we're going to go ahead and stay in France and, uh, and visit, go to Paris and stuff. Um, My mom wants to, my mom wants to take us on a nice little trip and, uh, next year is my, this year, my sister will be 39 and next year she'll be 40. So this will kind of as also her, uh, kind of like, like a 40, uh, future 40th birthday present. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You kind of cut out a little yeah. bit there. I think we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah. girls trip yeah. too. Yeah. So there's nobody I'd that. rather spend it with. Yeah, yeah. They're so great. Yeah. They're a great, I mean, I just love them and they're so much fun. And my mom is so vibrant and loves to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, she's really excited. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. That's cool. I'm, I'm curious, this is kind of just a, a mom question. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. um, your childhood and, you know, just traveling mm-hmm. so much and having all of that experience. Um, how did that, how did that affect your parenting then of your kids? You know, like, um, I mean, you know, just you guys probably haven't moved around as much with your kids. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of assuming, but, um, you know, like how did that shape what you wanted your boys to experience and, and not experience, you know? (laughs) 
That is that is a fantastic question because for so many people, it could go either way, right? Right. right. It could be, I want them to live the life I lived and go all the places and, you know, let's get crazy and travel and cross country, you know, tomorrow <laughs> in a van and yeah, let's get a motor home and, you know, live that life for the next month. Okay. So it's really funny because like, that's definitely not me. <laughs> I am, um, I am, I am much, except for, except, except I will say, <laughs> I did have one moment at the beginning of the school year where I was, we just take this whole year off from school. <laughs> we just like, let's not do school. Let's not think about school. Let's go and do, you know, that was probably in my moment of, you know, major frustration, but, yeah. um, but no, I am definitely more on the, like, I like just being grounded here. I like to have roots. I like to do, I mean, I like little mini staycations. I'm, I, I'm that. I'm also, I'm also that person that is like, we need to get out, we need to get out of here. We need to go. I mean, no one is going inside today. We are going and, you know, even if it's a, it's a 45, you know, hour drive to some yeah. awesome, you know, waterfalls, let's go. And, um, you know, because we even did that last year too, when everything shut down, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to go crazy with each other. So that we, um, and, and I love, but I love doing stuff like that. I love saying, you know, let's go get ice cream now, you know, I don't care what time it is. Let's go. Let's, but as far as traveling, not so much. I like to, I, I don't know. I like just to kind of be home sort of. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then well, I can yeah. see you yeah. wanting your boys to have the, the stability maybe of not mm-hmm. having to jump between schools and things like that. Um, you know, yes. moving a lot. Mm-hmm. But right. Well, yeah. not now, especially. Um, now we did, we did travel with them quite a bit when they were younger and they, you know, they would, they, we took them on, well, they, we used to actually send them to Kentucky to go and stay with my in-laws when they were living there. They um, would go there for like two weeks and my husband and I would just, we'd go travel, we'd do whatever. Um, so they have, and I know it's not like big time traveling, but as far as being away from us though, and getting to see life away from mom and dad and mm-hmm. experience a lot of other things that maybe we're not going to take them to do. But mm-hmm. also, um, we did go to, we, we have taken a big family trip to Honduras before as well. Um, because my husband's, like I said to you guys earlier, my, my dad, my husband's family is from uh, a small island off the coast of Honduras. So they're not from mainland Honduras, but this little tiny island mm-hmm. uh, called, U- <laughs> called Utila Keys. And so we did take a family trip there one time. And they loved it. Like we, it was, it was awesome. We were there for a couple of weeks and the boys, um, they made a lot of friends and that was, again, it was, it was a different culture, very Caribbean type of, Mm -hmm. um, setting and type of culture there on that Island. And so they did get to experience that now. Um, yeah, but as far as really traveling anywhere else, I've told, you know, our older son, like I, you know, I can't wait till you you know, really decide what you want to do. Like with your future, I would love to see you go and travel to another country or, um, 
since Spanish wasn't like his favorite subject in high school, maybe go someplace where they speak it, <laughs> maybe go someplace mm-hmm. and learn it through immersion. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and be immersed in the culture because he is that kid. He is a gatherer. He is yeah. a, he is so social and, um, and that's just his environment in which he thrives. And so I'd love to see him actually go and experience that on his own, um, apart. And again, like I said, apart from us, even, um, mm-hmm. just to see what the world is like out there, but not with us, uh, you know, helicoptering over him. Yeah. yeah sure. I really want him. Yeah. I'd love for them. I'd love for them to get that opportunity because when we did it as, you know, as kids, it was all a very controlled environment. And yeah. again, it's for safety reasons. Um, I wouldn't even, I would tell most people to be careful. And in, in most of those areas where we traveled back then, um, but now you have to be super, super careful, even mm-hmm. as adults. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, I'd love to see them travel and do all of that. But, um, but no, we haven't, I, I, like I said, I really like to, I I'm sort of just here. I like to be present here, not really doing a whole lot of big family trips and, but, but, you know, we, we have traveled some just not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For sure. I was going to ask really quick, who is your coach? Oh, okay. So my coach is a local guy. He's originally from Ohio and his name is Matt Hammersmith and he is a local race director. Um, also here in the area, he puts on tons of races like trail races and relays and beer lays. And so just like I said, just a lot of fun. Um, and, but yeah, so he, uh, he's done several ultras himself, but kind of is more in, into the coaching side of things. Um, and he and I really mesh well, because again, it's like we, he answers all my questions mm-hmm. and he doesn't have, we don't have to communicate on a daily basis because he knows I'm putting in the work. I'm not, yeah, you know, I, he knows he doesn't have to like constantly be on me <laughs> yeah. and that, and I like that. I don't want, you know, I never wanted a coach that had to, that would just always be, yeah. Commun- I don't want someone who's always going to communicate with me. Like I'm a big girl. I yeah. like, <laughs> I know how to execute a workout, but also I chose some, I chose him initially also because he's local mm-hmm. and, um, and having someone local also gives me someone to run with on occasion. And yeah. he also has, uh, he has practices twice a week, um, one for speed, one for Hills that I can go and I can attend here with Perfect. a group. That's yeah. So that is, that. yeah. When you're lacking motivation sometimes <laughs> again, and that's, that's kind of rare for me, but, um, but if I do, I know that I have people to keep me accountable and I have that group and that time and him. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So it works. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So as much as I could keep talking to you, we probably should let you go. But before we do that, we have two questions that we always ask. And the first one is what is your favorite race you've ever run? Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's kind of a toss up. So I, I, I've mentioned Leadville enough times, I think on here to probably, yeah, maybe (laughs) I've already given it away. I, I, I loved, I just loved that race. Mm -hmm. I love that little town. Um, as big as the race is, it still, there's something about it that is very 
to me very still very quaint. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much excitement that week, and yet you can still and and there's so many people. Yet you can still find two or three or four people to go on a hike with or to go explore with ahead of time, mm-hmm. run with. Um, and yeah, I I I just love it. I can't wait to go back. Uh, yeah. And then the, but yeah, the other one would be probably longest day. And that is actually this weekend here in Greenville. And that's a race that I did last year and I absolutely loved it. It's a cool format. Um, it's a great way for somebody to get, to get in their first 50 K and basically all it is, is you have, I can't remember the distance, but for each loop, but, um, you, you have, I think, 45 minutes to do the first loop. And then every time you go back out, you lose a minute. So by the time you're done, the, the goal is to get 100K in. And if you wow. can make it that long, first of all, yeah. <laughs> but also by the time you're done, you're, you're pulling in like seven, uh, you know, seven minute miles to finish you know, in the time allotted. <laughs> oh my, so, my gosh. So last year I didn't make it all the way to hundred K. I actually had to drop. Um, I was just exhausted because I mean, basically we're heading right back out after we finished because yeah. I made it close to the end. So, but that is a fantastic race. It's a great format and it's on the longest day of the year. So it is a summer oh. solstice race. So yeah. Cool. Oh, that's, that's cool. so fun. It's, it's so fun. It's, it's just amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love like that idea, like that somebody came up with yeah. that. I don't know. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, it is, okay. It's great. It's a great yeah. race. So the second question we always ask is, mm-hmm. um, what's your favorite kind of go-to meal that you like to mm-hmm. eat or cook uh, for your family? Oh man, this is an easy one. <laughs> I make empanadas. So I don't know if you've ever had, I, I, there are, I mean, most, most Hispanic cultures and, and countries have like their own version. I mean, just like all over the world. I mean, people have their own special, you know, rice that they make. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I make, um, since I was a kid, I grew up making empanadas. So from, uh, just the way my mom made them. So they're still not as perfect as hers, but I come close. I, I would say I've come pretty close to, to doing as good of a job as she does. So, but my, the, the, our family loves it because, you know, it's just, they're just so good. And yeah. So I don't know if you guys have ever had empanadas before. I, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. And, but they can vary so much, you know? And yes. So yes. I mean, that's so cool. Do you, yeah. do you have like a, a recipe that you go off of or do, is it more in your head? Uh, it is more in my head. It's something <laughs> that I've kind of, I've kind of tweaked along the way to make it so that it's, it's the one that like my family really likes, but it's a meat, it's a, it's a hamburger and meat empanada, but with mine is actually a little different because it's not just salt and pepper and cumin. It's more like, um, kind of, I make like a homemade taco seasoning that I like, or yeah. And it's, it's more like kind of that flavor inside. And so, and I, and I do fry them. I do not bake them. I love that they're, I love fried empanadas. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too. Yeah. And I don't make my own dough either. Um, I actually, it's so much easier. 
it's way easier for me to run up to Publix and buy the the empanada discs already made. Oh. They're because they're perfect and they fry up perfect, and I don't have oh, yeah. to. Yeah, some people are purists well, and they have to make. Yeah, and right. they have to make the dough, and I'm going. If my dough turns out just like this, then yeah, I'd make it every time. But it's yeah. it's kind of like I don't do dough, <laughs> and it's like we're moms, you know. Sometimes yeah, yeah. just something easier, and yeah. like it's totally valid. Yeah, yeah we've got enough yeah. going on. Right, and there's so sure. yeah. I'm like, nah. It's I don't even make my own pie crust. Are you kidding me? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I am a pie crust purchaser. So yeah, Perfect. yeah. Give me all the all the pie recipes, but you probably won't see me making the crust. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's okay. <sighs> awesome. Well, it was so fun talking with you and hearing all about your running and your life and your momming of teenagers and. <laughs> just everything. So thank you for being with us today. You're welcome. Yeah. Just thoughts and prayers as we head out to California next, you know, next yeah. week. That would be. <laughs> Absolutely. Sending them yeah. Yeah. We will be We're sending excited. you, we'll be sending you all our good well, energy. Thank and you. Yeah. All of that. And then, I mean, maybe I'll get to meet you. I know. There. I know. There are, man, I told a, I told a friend the other day, I said, I'd really love to actually like see you and like just give you a hug. And then I thought, what are the chances? Well, you know, you never know, right? You never, never know. know. So maybe just putzing around at, um, yeah. I don't know, at the tables or the, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, best of luck. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. That was really fun talking with Shannon. I just had a great time. Like, I just love talking to other runner moms. And it was just fun to talk about her running journey, like how she got into running and just her, her childhood background too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love her perspective on things and just hearing about all the races that she's done. And I mean, there's so much we didn't hear about too. Um, just looking at her ultra sign up and everything <laughs> it's, I mean, we couldn't even cover half of it, but um, it just was uh, really energizing to talk about races and what she has coming up and she's an incredible runner. And so it's just really fun. She is. She's so strong. And I, I mean, she has a blog that we'll put in the show notes below um, that we'll link to, but I was reading some of her stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you are just rocking this ultra thing. And yes, in general, she is so busy with races and it's, I mean, she's just having fun with it. And I think that's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it, it was funny because um, we always have questions written out um, for our guests. And one of Steph's bullet points was, well, this is more of a statement, but you're really killing this whole ultra thing. <laughs> and just, that was so cute. Yeah. But it's so true. She yeah. is just, you know, crossing all these races off the list. And it's, it's really thrilling to see that. So it is. Yeah. I really, really enjoy talking with her. Mm-hmm. 
So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter at treelinejournal.com and get the latest articles and podcast episodes. And you can follow us on Instagram at runhardmomhardpod. You can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice message using the anchor link in the show notes below. And don't forget to get your coffee from Treeline Coffee. And it's the blend You Got This. And you can use our code RUNHARD10 for 10% off your order. Yes. And we hope everyone's doing well out there. Thanks for sticking with us as we've taken little breaks here and there. (laughs) But um, we're kind of rolling with the punches. And we'll talk to you soon. my phone's like not near me but I would take a picture picture of the podcasting baby sleepiness she is a grunter we're calling her the grunter I have a whole list of things that I need to do I finally just washed my car seat cover so I'm like gotta get that in the car at some point just oh I know I never know it's gonna come out of my mouth it is nice like not like so much pressure like I love that I love when we were so consistent but like this time Here's your little bump. Oh, it's so perfect. Yes. I'm so curious if it's a boy or girl.